We don't have to even put the bumpers on, so it doesn't even look professional. I don't know. What do you think's What do you think's better? I don't know because th- hey, this is a behind the he- scenes, no holds barred look. Right now, we're talking about should we put the bumpers on their videos or shouldn't we? We don't know. We're gonna decide after. If you're watching this, we decided not to put the bumpers on. There you go. There you go. All right, here we go. Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I'm podcasting Alfresco. That is the reality of this location-dependent lifestyle. Alfresco, does that mean you're outside or does that mean you don't have your pants on? Uh, I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. <laughs> you can learn more at locationindie.com. We're all about the freedom, the travel, and the lifestyle. Yeah, I, I know what you meant by that, Trav. So I, I, I know you work a lot without your pants on, which is one of the big benefits for you of being location-independent. One of the most important... I think Alfresco means... Like outside, right? When you're saying dining al fresco, isn't that like out open air? I don't know. Someone who knows Italian, let me know. It, it maybe it maybe it means something totally different. And I said I'm podcasting al fresco, and people are like, "What does that mean?" But I think it means when you're outside, like when you're dining al fresco, you're out and open, right? I think. It anyway, means, I think I'm it means, outside. I thought it means you're not wearing underwear, but I don't know. That's just no. I'm kidding. I don't know what it means. Anyway, uh, there's other words. There's other words for that, man. Hey, listen. Oh yeah, certainly. That's other words. true. Um, listen. I have a quick question for you before we get into this, because we're talking about the Paradise Pack today, and we'll get into that in a second. But uh, when it comes to location dependence, what what is Paradise to you? Because I was thinking about this this morning. Like, and, and well, I'm just going to leave it open, and then I'll give you a little of my take. Well, I could say, interestingly enough, I could say today feels kind of like paradise to me because it's 8.30 in the morning. Um, Heather and Wit are still sleeping and it's a, it's one of the best days we've had yet. You know, it's May. So finally the weather has turned and just the ability that as everyone else is getting ready to go to work. And I've, I've, I've noticed people like pulling out of the road here, you know, everyone's like kind of frazzled and like getting ready to go into their regular job. And here I am like, I meditated this morning. I woke up. I felt great. And now I'm sitting outside getting ready to record a podcast as a job in awesome weather in a t-shirt and and shorts. I do have not pants, but shorts on. That's, I think that's not that I would want to do that every day, right? Because I, I want to go traveling. I want to do different things. But today for me, that's pretty blissful. That's pretty much paradise because... I'm getting to do exactly what I want to do, record with you in a nice environment, do something different, do it outside, and not have to have this go, go, go mentality of the day. I just get to say, yeah, I'm in my backyard hanging out. So that's one part of paradise. And the cool thing about location independence for me and for my lifestyle is that paradise is something that can change this idea of paradise. And when it does change, you can go get it. Like we're traveling to Budapest in two weeks. 
that'll probably be paradise too because I'm going to a new city that I've never been to. And I get to like show wit around and take his first international flight. And then we're going to Mallorca in Spain to run the Paradise Pack project. And that'll be probably literally paradise because we'll be doing it from the beach. So it's one, it's like a moving target, but because we're location independent, we get to go after that moving target. I'm so glad you you mentioned that your day started off this way because my day was very similar and I had the the very same sort of thought around this word paradise. And I was thinking the same thing, basically like, okay, paradise. Sometimes if you're in travel mode, you're thinking about like what we have coming up in Mallorca, for example, like, Oh, working from the beach, blue water. Like, you know, you can walk out, it's warm. You got, you got your laptop there. You can do some work whenever you can go for a swim, all that good stuff. But then this morning it was the same kind of experience that you had where I, I thought, actually thought about this the last couple mornings because I have a two-year-old daughter and I take her to uh, Barnahaga here in Norway, which is like daycare. I live in Norway, if you're like watching this or listening to this for the first time. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful, especially the last couple days, but every day that I don't have to like rush out the door. Like you were saying that you see people rushing around doing this. They're like, you're like frantic. You have to be on this time schedule. Occasionally, I'll have like an appointment. Like I have to go to physical therapy for my shoulder on Friday. But you know, so then I might have to like get her out a little bit earlier, but I try to schedule things so I never have to rush. And it's such a beautiful thing, man, because when it comes to location independence and travel, I've, I feel like I've gotten to like experience the whole gamut of what it's really all about. I've done the thing where, you know, I've worked from different countries. I've worked from, you know, Cambodia while we're like, you know, working one evening and then seeing like Angkor Wat the next day or whatever and working from beaches and all that down to the simple daily life stuff. And like, Really, it's the daily life stuff that I think is the real hidden paradise in location independence. I don't even know if it's hidden, but day to day, not having to rush out, getting to spend extra time with my daughter, not having to give her the pressure of like, hey, we got to get out the door. You know how kids are, man. They don't want to like, if they don't feel like getting dressed, they'll like sit there for 15 minutes and won't get dressed or whatever. If I had to go, I'd be like stuffing her clothes on her. She'd probably be crying and said, I'm like, all right, don't get dressed. I'll um, go get another cup of coffee or something. And we'll, we'll figure this out in a little while. Uh, essentially, essentially we get to act like retired people with our mornings. Like the only people that you ever see who are mellow in the morning are retired people. Cause they get up, they have coffee, read their newspaper. Probably now it's like scroll on your phone. Even if you're retired, you know, to get your news, whatever. And you have this kind of nostalgic, not nostalgic, but romantic notion of a very nice, relaxed morning. I Maybe people who work have that, like who have regular jobs. I never did when I was working. My mornings were frantic beyond frantic because I, I would wake up 15 minutes before I had to be at work and just throw clothes on and go out the door because I don't like getting up super early. Now that's changed a little bit with a kid, um, I do get up earlier and like today I, I woke up at seven and I was up and so they're not up yet. So I had two hours in the morning to just be very Zen, you know, and that's not, it's not every morning is not that perfect. Let me put it that way. But, but this morning was, and that's why it's cool that you asked because I had a, like you said, we had very similar mornings where, Hey, this is the ideal. This is the ideal to morning. And we can have that because we don't we're not set on a certain time schedule like some other people so i'm with you it's it, it is overlooked I, maybe it's not hidden but it's overlooked that idea when we talk about location independence the idea of the day to day life and 
not having to wake up to an alarm clock. I've said that a thousand times. It's one of my favorite things about this lifestyle, not waking up to an alarm clock. I don't even have an alarm clock anymore, which is amazing. Not having to put on a shirt and tie or even pants, like you mentioned. All these, what you would think of as minor things when you list them all out because, oh, beach and Thailand. I wouldn't say an alarm clock is a minor thing. That's a pretty No, no, no. But I mean, people overlooked thing because when you talk about location independence, people are like, yeah, I want to be in a beach in Thailand. I want to do work I love. I, I want to be enthusiastic about it every day, and all those things are great. But then you have these, yeah, day to day, as you mentioned, alarm clocks, not having to wear a certain outfit to work, things like that. That to me almost are as valuable as those big, 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 big things. Well, let's talk about how you build a location independent business and thus a lifestyle. And we're going to talk about what we think is the one core value that every business should have that when you do this right you you can't help but succeed in the long run right like it's just as long as you got keyword you know, keyword in the long run yeah. because it might not happen quickly i mean some people it happens very quickly some people it takes years and years and years we we've talked we talk, right, we talk about will work. we talk about a lot of the personality traits of you know individuals and skills and different things like that and we have some more shows on that coming up but today we're going to talk about it's almost like a personality trait of the product or service itself um, yeah before we get into it uh, we should let you know because we're going to use an ex- as an example this product that we have been running for the last four years it's not even our product actually which is the funny thing this is our fifth year doing it. And it's called The Paradise Pack. If you go to theparadisepack.com, what you'll see there is simply the best collection of educational products available anywhere for people that want to either go location independent, become digital nomads, or you know level up your current location independent business. It's a bundle of professional educational products that we curate. It's over 20 experts, and we discount it for one week only for 90% plus off. And this year, the sale runs from May 29th through June 4th. So you might want to hit pause right now and put this on your calendar because this only happens for one week and then it's gone forever. And this year's bundle is unbelievable. And uh, it's it's so hard to get all of these things individually and so expensive. It's not hard, but it's expensive, right? Like you, if you want to get all the skills you need, you have to go buy this course individually. So we'll talk about how this whole thing evolved and started. But Trav, maybe we should start first with this this sort of personality trait of a product or service that can allow you to be successful. And um, do you want to share what that is? I'm going to say it's common sense. But I think like most things in business, the common sense answer is the answer that's the right one. And talking about being overlooked is the one that can get overlooked so much because you get deep in the weeds of like, well, I have to follow my passion. And this guy says I have to run Facebook ads and I have to have a blog and I have to have podcasts. You have all the minutia of actually building a business and, and how, and like the tech side, but also the mental side. And should you have a, a partner and like, there's so there's thousands of things surrounding actually becoming location dependent or and building any business. And yet, if you boil it down to one thing and say, hey, how can you guarantee that someone would be successful? And I would say, if they did this one thing, everything else aside, they would eventually become successful because they figure all those other pieces out. And that is to provide value. Crazy so no value. Matter, 
crazy yeah, value. Crazy, uh, you want to provide crazy value. If you provide crazy value to people who are interested in what you're doing, whether it be a photography course, whether it be courses on location independent business, whether it be cooking courses, whatever it is, if you're providing crazy, crazy value to people, your business in the long run will succeed. And if you're not providing crazy value, you might take off really quickly. You know, you can find a hack. Like people talk about hacks all the time. I'm sure you could find a hack, but guess what's going to happen? People are going to figure it out pretty soon and you're going to have to constantly recreate new things and get new people in because they're going to realize that your stuff isn't providing value for them. Whereas when you do provide crazy value, you get one person in the door, they could be with you 20 years later still buying the products you're putting out. Yeah, it's not just the products itself. It's it's everything around the business, right? So for some people, they might use a term like heart-centered business or something. There's all these different terms that people can use. But what it comes down to is providing value to people, even if you're getting nothing in return, especially if you're getting nothing in return in the beginning, because those can lead to customers. And it's funny, Trav, because I was thinking about this. I mean, this applies to any industry, right? You can think about how it is to you know, be a plumber, for example, or be somebody that does home and heating repair, right? Like... I've had plenty of run-ins, I should say, or, or you know, situations. I shouldn't say run-ins because that's not true. There, there are certain providers, even in that space, that stand out. And when I say that space, I'm talking about when it comes to the Paradise Pack, it's a product that people are excited to get. They're like, holy crap, there's so much value in this. This is going to help me. I know it's going to help me. This is a no-brainer. Packing as much value as we can. When it comes to like a plumber, for example, like your toilet gets clogged up, it stinks. Like nobody wants literally, to, yeah, literally nobody wants to, um, you know, have to call a plumber, right? It's just a drag. So how can a plumber provide value? Well, there are a lot of things they can do, and I mean, certain providers have stood out to me by doing things like, oh, coming out, and if nothing was wrong, they didn't charge me for anything. Well, who am I going to call next time? You know what I mean? Um, there are all sorts of things. These are packed into all businesses. So what what I think is a good exercise for anybody that's in business or thinking about going into business is to just write down what it is you do and see how many... Everything you do every day, how many ways can you pack more value into that thing? If you're writing an article, how can you create more value with it? If you're writing an email to somebody you want to connect with, how can, cre- how can you create value for them? How can you create more value for them than they would even expect and ask for nothing in return? When you're creating a product, what are the angles that you can use to like create value? How can you create value for people that are buying it? How can you create value for people that might promote it? Um, how can you create value for yourself or, may- or maybe for you know other partners that you have involved? I mean, how, how can you even create value for people who don't buy it? You know, there's going to be people who come to that pay- like that's going to happen as well. And I was thinking about this the other day. How do you create value for people who come to that page, want it? can't afford it, don't buy it this time. Like, Is there a way that you're able to actually provide value for those type of people as well? Because that's a, you know, because just because someone, just because someone doesn't use your service or take your product at that moment doesn't mean that there's not going to be options in the future. Doesn't mean that they don't promote it to their friends, even if they don't get it themselves. I've had people tell me that like, Hey, I didn't, I told my friend all about your uh, frequent flyer bootcamp course. And I'm like, 
oh, okay, did you go through it? They're like, no, 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 I didn't, but I knew they'd love it. And I thought, oh, okay, like, cool, you know? So, I mean, there's there's ways every single every single touch point you have with someone is a place that you can provide value, even if it's just a small thing. You want people leaving, whether they bought or didn't buy or use your service or didn't, feeling good about themselves. Isn't that inherently what you want? You want them to feel good. So Jay, when your plumber came out and was like, hey, I'm not going to charge you this time because nothing was wrong, you felt good about that. I've had the same experience where they did charge me, but they were transparent. They came out and they're like, hey, you know, nothing was wrong. Um, I got to charge you this amount because it has to be a service call. But just because they told me and talked to me like a normal human, hey, I have to charge this. This is the minimum I can charge you. You know, I'm not going to charge you anything extra, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, that's fair. And I felt good about it. And then I call them next time when when stuff does happen. So how can they? how can that person leave the... I, I don't want to say relationship, but leave the interaction, whether it be in person or, or virtual, feeling good about the interaction and wanting to come back. Absolutely. And it's funny you said that because uh, feeling good, because I actually wrote down on my notebook here in front of me, feel good value, right? So let's talk about this in a real world example, Trav, and how we, um, how we do this with the Paradise Pack, because this this is... This was kind of like when I reflect back on this and how it happened. We didn't like invent this model, and and this goes back to just you know standard things like people love a good deal. If you can, if you need a bunch of things and you can package them together and you're able to offer them for a, a discounted price, than you would if you had to buy them individually. That model works in retail stores. It works in any business, right? So. With the Paradise Pack, we take all of these different products, put them together. We have these expert contributors. So we have to think, okay, we want to create this product. We want to be able to put something together because when Trav and I started out, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what skills we needed. We were all over the map. You might... This, some of this might relate to you. We like had too many ideas. We didn't know which ones to pick. Like at least individually, like knowing his story, knowing mine, there were times where we, you know, we didn't know what ideas to go for. We didn't, we didn't really know what we were doing. We also didn't know where we should start. It, it's confusing. And I personally have floundered around the internet a lot. And maybe a lot of you guys can relate to that. Where you're like, all right, I'm going to sit down. It's time to start this location independent thing. I'm going to start my journey today. And um and then like a week later, you know, weeks later, months later, you're like, "All right, well, I've read these business books and this thing and now I'm checking out these websites and I'm reading this stuff and I'm getting this knowledge, but like I don't really know why isn't this working? Like I'm trying things, but like I'm not able to follow through on them or like I'm testing things, but it's not really I don't really understand how to make money online so I can be location independent even though I do because I've read all these things. I can't actually make it happen and why and all this confusion. We're like, what it comes down to is having a certain core set of skills, right? So we realized, well, if we can bring people together that experts that teach these skills, you can't go to like, you could spend, I came out of university, Trav, with $20,000 in debt, right? I mean, I don't know how much that is per class. And this is like a long time ago that I graduated, but like the Paradise Pack is the ultimate class in, in like, location independent entrepreneurship but it's way more affordable than college yeah it won't put you twenty thousand dollars in debt. right i mean and it's like so so when it comes to creating value we're like well that's huge value for people because they're going to get all the skills they need in one thing right and 
And even if you already have some of those skills, like it's impossible to have all those products and still not learn something that's going to help you out, even if you're already location independent. So, and you go through it and you put in the time, right? But the question was, and we can turn it over to you is, all right, well, that's great. We want to put this thing together that can really help people. And, but like, how do we, how do we create value for the contributors? Like, how do we get people to like actually put in these products um, so they could be excited about it too, you know? And this is what I'm talking about when I say, you know, how do you create value from from different angles? I don't mean angles like strategic angles, really, but it's like there are certain components of certain projects where there's different entities involved, right? So yes, that creates value for the customers, but in order to create the product itself, at least in the Paradise Pack case, we have to figure out how to create value for people that are putting products in. Then we have to figure out how to create value for people that might want to promote it. And how can we do all that and still keep everybody happy, you know? And that's where, you know, we can talk about some specific things we've done. But the bottom line is, it's just an exercise of thinking about all of those different ways you can create value for everybody that may be involved in your, in your product or service. Yeah, when we first started out the Paradise Pack, I, I got a call from Jay. We were friends at that point, but certainly hadn't hung out that much. And he called me with this idea of doing a bundle sale around travel products. And he was like, hey, I've seen people do this in other industries, different niches. What if we did a bundle sale around travel products? And so we're like, okay. And instantly I was excited. Well, I was supposed to go and play basketball. And uh, I had I just walked into the gym and an hour later my buddies who were playing like, what is going on? Like I was walking on the sideline, like pacing on the phone talking. And uh, luckily they had even numbers. So I, I, I didn't have to hop in. Um, By the way, I love that you I, just like left them hanging and just took this call because like, well, it was like, I was, I was very excited and I, it was because I immediately saw the value for the customer. I said, Oh, okay. Well, we want to, and that was when we were first starting out and we thought it would only be travel products. And since we've, we've, we expanded in scope pretty quickly to say, well, we just don't want to pe- teach people travel. We want to teach them travel, but we want to teach them location independence so that they can have sustainable travel. So that they, we had to bring in like the online business component and all that kind of stuff as well. But the value for the customer was inherent, it was pretty obvious to us in the beginning because we thought, all right, what if we can get X amount of products in for this price and we'll sell it for 90% off? Like that was always our goal. Okay, if we have $1,000 of products in, we'll sell it for $100. If we have $2,000 of products in, we'll sell it for $200. If we have $5,000 of products in, we'll sell it for just under $500. So the value there was pretty obvious for us, and I think it's pretty obvious for people listening, and it was obvious when we first did our sale because people really loved it because they thought, okay, I'm getting all this stuff for 90% off. So even if I just want like three of them, I'm getting a deal. Yet I still have access to all these other things. The harder part, Jay, like you mentioned, and it wasn't it wasn't harder, I guess it was just not readily in our face, was how are we going to create the value then for people, like, what are we going to tell people whose products we want in? Where is their value? Why are why would they do this? The customer has the value because they're getting a really cheap price. We have value because we're like, hey, if we can sell this, like, we think people are really going to like it. It's going to put us in front of an audience of people that we want to speak to because we want to help people become location independent. So our value was, hey, we're putting something out there that's going to attract the right people. But where's the value for the third group, and that's the people whose products we were going to put in. And we had to think long and hard about what we could provide here because it's it wasn't always apparent. 
you know, what it came down to is when we reach out to people and we had developed some relationships with people and we wanted to have these conversations to be like, look, hey, we're putting this together. Is this, you know, do you believe this is something? The first thing was like getting them on board with the idea of like, hey, oh yeah, I see this. This would this would also provide value to my community, right? It's not like, hey, I just want to sell them something. It's like, oh yeah, you guys, our missions are aligned. We, we are trying to help people get more freedom too. I'm trying to help people get more freedom in my community. This is a, a great idea that can help them. So, you know, again, the people we have involved, thankfully, I mean, we've just been so fortunate, Trav, like to be a part of this circle of location-dependent entrepreneurs that are really that's their thought process is like, right? It's like, oh, I can, I can help. This will help people. Like it's all first and foremost on the customer. And that's probably if they're going to take the number one thing out of this, like the value for the customer, the client, your community, your audience, whatever, you got to keep the focus on them because then the ideas for value are much easier to come up with because you're, you're putting the focus on them and off you. And then as it was, it was really quickly, it was pretty easy to sell quote unquote, sell some contributors on putting their product in because we had focused so much on how is a customer going to get such amazing value that then if we go to a contributor and say, here's our product or here's our idea, here's the paradise pack. Here's what it stands for. If they are aligned with us, and their community is potential customers, they then get it too, right? It wasn't, they're exactly like we focused on how can we give ultimate value to the customers? And they're looking at it and saying, wow, well, if their communities would like this and our community is similar, well, my community, potential customers are going to love this too. So that was like the first piece of value that we were giving contributors was, hey, this is such a good deal for the customers. Your, your community is potential customers. They're going to love you for putting this out to them as well. Yeah. And it also gives their community a chance because it's, we only do it for one week once a year and then it's gone forever. So it gives people in their community like a one shot chance to get their product plus like, you know, 20 plus other things that are also going to help them. And as far as contributors, just like it works with any type of uh, like online sales or things like that, people get different percentages based on the sales that they make. So contributors get a certain percentage, people that put in a product and people that want to promote the Paradise Pack get a certain percentage as well, because those are sales that we wouldn't have without their help, essentially. So that's how it works. And the other element of value we brought into this is the charitable component, because each year we've done 10% to uh, charity, a charity. And we've done a few different charities, but primarily we've done Pencils of Promise, and we've been able to build two schools for them. And we've done some other charities uh, that basically promote you know, travel and education, which are our, our two passions. I would say there's another bit of value, Jay, as well. That, that is, and this is, we keep saying like these hidden pieces or under the radar pieces, but another part of value for someone who was going to be a contributor to the Paradise Pack is the fact that they're also now part of a small group. So each year there's only 15 to 20 contributors, right? And we, we've we built relationships with these people's, people now over the past five years. So the first year we got some people in that we only had a very a very loose relationship with. We had followed their sites. You know, I remember when you first talked to Natalie um, Sisson and Shauna Ogle, like we followed their sites. We liked them. We had emailed with them, but we didn't know them in person. We certainly, and, and when we got them in the first year, we thought, this is amazing. Like, we're so excited to get these big name people in. They're awesome people with awesome communities. Since then, we've built really strong relationships. We've hung out with both of them. 
uh, in business senses, but also just in fun senses where Natalie came and stayed with us in Boulder for a week. Uh, during one of our Paradise Pack launches, we've gone on ski trips with Sean. So the other part of the value is then that as this grows and as our circle of influence grows, new people who come into the Paradise Pack then have access to some of these awesome contributors that maybe they followed, quote-unquote, growing up in their location-independent journey. So all of a sudden, it becomes this little bit of exclusive club where you're saying, oh, man, those are like some of the contributors to the Paradise Pack. Those are people I really want to emulate or I really like or I really look up to. Now I'm a part of that too. And so and and so we've had people who have been part of the Paradise Pack who have known each other maybe just in the same way that we knew them at first, like on a surface level, who have actually been able to build relationships as well through being a part of the Paradise Pack, you know, contributor club. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. And um and the fact that it's only around for for just a week and then it's gone, it's 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 that also provided value for for uh, contributors as well because you know nobody can discount their products that much for forever you know so it was like hey there's a chance to like get this into people's hands and they can get all this other stuff and I can help a lot more people and we can also do money for charity and and all of these things so there there are many components to this um, it's it's the bottom line is the value that's what we want to emphasize and, and I was just. Um, communicating with some people on our team a little bit earlier and just talking about, hey, you know, basically always be looking to create value for people. Like if we're going to reach out to people, if we're going to put this, you know, we, we work with like select partners um, to promote this. And it's like, if we're going to reach out to them and put this in front of them, like, you know, it's probably going to be somebody that's aligned with our values in terms of like thinking about, you know, the audience and serving people first. And, um, you know, basically making that sentiment clear that this is this is about more than just a product there's this is about real value and really helping people and caring and when it comes to your business that's to me a successful business right if you're able to like if you care for people if you help people and they're they're happy to you know give you their money for a product or whatever because they know it's going to help them and that you care and and then following up with that and being true to to your word and everything like that so um i mean value as much right? as possible yeah as much as possible try to see it from the other perspective whether that be your customer's perspective whether that be if you're running a bundle sale like we are or, or and you have contributors putting their product in see it from their perspective okay what is there what how's it helping them Maybe you have people promoting your product. Okay, how how is it helping them? Always, I mean, it's not it's not always easy because you know you get into your own product and you get excited and enthusiastic, which is great. And and obviously that's a key component too. And by the way, Chris is Chris is buzzing us out right now as we Chris uh, is buzzing us out. That is a key component to it too. Is is you being enthusiastic and and energetic and loving your own stuff. But there is a value, and we're using that word again, to pulling yourself out of it as a little bit and saying, okay, let me look at it from someone else's perspective. Maybe maybe there's something I'm missing here. So always, always, always lead with value. If, if you're doing something like this, if you put some time and effort into it, it's pretty easy for you to know, is this giving value or not? I mean, it's a, it's a gut thing, but it's pretty easy. But then make sure to look at those 
small little places where you can even provide more value. Maybe at the after they buy it on the thank you page, there's a little thing you can do to provide a little extra value. Or if someone leaves a page and doesn't buy it, can you follow up with an email just giving them something for free so that, hey, they didn't even buy it and they're still getting something? You know, Where are the little tiny touch points? Or if you're working with other people that are going to be helping you out and promoting whatever it is you're doing or whatever, like extending some value there, like whether they help you with that thing or not, they're still going to get value in, in some way from you. And, and that's the way to approach things, uh, at least we believe. So by the way, we've been talking about this Paradise Pack. I, I know our time's up here on the Location Indie Podcast, but if you go to theparadisepack.com, you need to check this thing out if you're, um, if you're either starting out or you're location independent right now and you're running around and you know you always have to self-educate. That's, that's the number one thing. Like To make it as a lifestyle entrepreneur, you have to be into self-education. You have to be into learning and, and constantly developing your skills. And that's uh, what we put the Paradise Pack together for so you could do that affordably. So theparadisepack.com. Got to check it out. I'm so excited about this, this project, man. Each and every year, we got a ton of fun stuff going on. We have stuff that we give away when you sign up over there, um, when you hop on the email list. So we provide a lot of value to you when you hop on the email list because we know that's what helps you stay engaged, stay motivated, and also say, hey, these guys are pretty cool. They're just giving me a lot of free stuff. There's a lot of value there. If you are a few uh, past Paradise Pack buyer as well, obviously, thank you. Thank you. You know, you're part of the club here. And uh, we will tell you that this year, this year is even better than the previous four years. It's uh, we, we went pretty big with the fifth year uh, and packed it with crazy, crazy, crazy. What value is that? The silver anniversary? Or I forget what this is. I don't Whatever know. anniversary this is, it's the kick-ass anniversary <laughs> for the Paradise Pack because yes. there are some amazing courses in there. So go check it out, theparadisepack.com. And the sale runs May 29th through June 4th. Then it is gone forever. So check it out, guys. And I remember always, everything you're doing, lead with value. Lead with value. We'll see you next time. Cheers.